Oh, yes. How you doing? It's Trump Day. It is the last day of January morning ritual. With me, Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. <laughs> Three things I think you need to know. Number one, that was a hell of a State of the Union speech, wasn't it? I think Trump nailed it. And at the end of it, and we have the sound, he told a congressman, Congressman uh, Jeff Duncan looked at him and said, release the memo. And he said, 100%. Don't even worry about it. All right. Oh, baby. Maybe that'll happen today. Maybe that will. Hell of a speech. Uh, mo- mo- it was like 97%, one poll, 97% of Republicans liked it. It was like 75% independents. And even a good chunk of Dems. We'll get into all that stuff. Second thing that I think you need to know Martha McSally. Can't trust this lady. Yeah, kiss the back of my hand. Uh, she was in a story of the LA Times. And apparently the LA Times talked to her, Arpaio, Kelly Ward. The LA Times uh, reported that somebody asked her at an event in Phoenix, did you vote for Trump? They asked her again, and apparently she barked at them. That's none your business. So, yeah. Martha McSally, the honest one, huh? Like, I mean, does it really take... She really is fooling some people. We'll talk about that uh, later on. Um, just just total fraudulent. Just total fraud. Third thing I think you need to know. A sweet Twitter war between Congressman Gosar and the mentally challenged uh, Jeff Flake. Uh Paul Gosar, Arizona Congressman Gosar, called for illegal immigrants to be arrested by ICE because some Democrats are bringing illegal aliens to the State of the Union. How the hell do you get in there? Don't you just show ID and stuff? And don't you, I mean, yeah, holy smoke. If I tried to get in there, they'd probably take everything from me. How do they get in there? Why shouldn't they be arrested? They're, they're here illegally. So Jeff Flake tweeted at him, this is why we can't have nice things. And... um. <clears throat> Congressman Gosar destroyed him on the way back and said, this is why you got forced out of office. Yes. Freaking epic. Wait till you hear what Jeff Flake said about Trump's speech. Holy smokes. Man, oh man, three things I think you need to know. Another thing, how grumpy were the Democrats yesterday? I mean... They, I, I kept the smallest. I'm sure I didn't get everything. Because, listen, I, uh, I, I, we had a great, I mean, we had an unbelievable turnout. That place, Mr. Ons was packed. The one thing people said to me, besides the fact this is awesome and we had a great time, this was so much fun. It was like a sports game. Literally, the cheering, the booing. Like, every time they showed oh, yeah. Pelosi's face, you should have heard that place. Bernie Sanders, the cheering, the booing, the, the hissing, the words, the words. I just kept hearing, go home to mommy, yeah. in my head, <laughs> when I saw Nancy, go home to mommy. Dude, these are just uh, just really grumpy, angry, bitter people. What a life. They did not stand to applaud Trump talking about the lowest unemployment in history for black Americans, Hispanic Americans. What are they, against black employment? Hispanic employment? Americans getting richer, 401ks going up, market going up, bonuses. They didn't, nope. I was shocked. I mean, I shouldn't be shocked, but it's shocking. It's still shocking to see. I should, I'm not shocked by that. They didn't stand for when Trump said, and in God we trust. And we have the sound, but they didn't. Nope. No, we, no, we don't. 
um, for not funding countries that hate Israel and protested us moving the embassy to Jerusalem. They didn't stand up. Treating terrorists like terrorists. They didn't stand up. Signing an immigration bill that puts America first. Didn't stand up. Securing the border. Nope, didn't, didn't stand up for that one. Firing bad government employees that don't treat our vets well. Didn't stand up for that either. And I'm sure I'm missing some things, but I, I've been up since like 2 o'clock in the morning watching this, this entire speech. And let me tell you, I don't know about you, but, and I know I'm a Trump fan and I wasn't an Obama fan, but you can hear the sincerity in the guy's voice that he actually loves the country. Now, there are going to be some hardcore people that don't like some things that he said. The infrastructure spending and stuff like that. But we do have to fix the roads and bridges. I do understand that sometimes, most of the time, the money gets, I mean, it's just evil how it gets passed down. And it gets wasted and there's backroom deals. And I get it. I get it. I get it. Maybe he has a plan to uh Well, he talked, about, he talked about the private sector being involved. Let me tell you something. When it's people's personal money, uh, they care quite a bit. Yes. Even the libs do. Wait, wait, how much did you say? You overcharged me for the burger. Oh, they'll say something right there. But they don't care if all of a sudden Medicare pays, you know, a thousand dead people $10 million each. Oh, whoops, whoops, whoops. So, yeah. I mean, but just look at it. You know, I never thought something would be a bigger story than Trump's speech. And he had a lot of great points. Uh, he had a lot of... Um, he, he had just a lot of caring. I mean, just the people that he had up that he introduced, Otto Warmbier's parents, uh, that guy that was a North Korean defector who lost his legs. And, I mean, his family ate dirt. His brothers and sisters ate dirt. It permanently stumped to their growth because there's no food in North Korea. And this guy escaped to South Korea and, is, and, and, he, and he broadcasts the truth into North Korea for people to hear and tries to get people. I mean, these are he's holding up his crutches. I mean, that was a powerful moment. When he... When Trump talked about MS-13, introduced that family from Long Island, Brentwood, not far from where I grew up. I actually was born in uh, Deer Park on Long Island, which is like the next town over from Brentwood, where this is all happening. And Brentwood is a rough area, I'll just tell you that. And Democrats actually booed. They actually booed. But when Trump had them there and he was talking about there, there are two 16, 16-year-old daughters, these two families who were murdered by MS-13 gangs. I, I mean, the guy wants to get stuff fixed. He wants to get stuff done. And it was a hell of a different speech than the BS that Obama would give. I mean, do, do you not? I knew we were going in the right direction. And I'm sure that once they, if there ever is a deal about illegal immigration done and everything else, I'm sure I'm not going to be 100% happy, but that's something we just need to deal with, right? That's something we need to recognize and just own up to, and hey, that, that's just the way it's going to be, and I get it. But don't you feel better? I mean, we felt like garbage for eight years, and even honestly, like the last two years of Bush, when Bush totally sold out to Nancy Pelosi. Remember when he gave those stimulus checks? Oh, this will save the economy. No, it won't. The housing market was crashing because the government was involved uh, approving loans for everybody and their mother. Bush gave out, I mean, I got the $600 check. It was like $168 billion that we added to the to the, the debt. And and what did it do? And, but Bush sold out and did it. I mean, give me a break, man. Have a backbone. Stand up to it. Oh, she didn't call it crumbs back then, well, did she? Of course. She? No, she was very excited oh. about it. You're right. Great point. 
Uh, I just, I just felt bad. I feel better. I, I, I feel better about things in this country. Don't you? And, and that was a hell of a speech. And I know, you know, deep down, you're probably sick like me. You, you kind of wanted the, uh, the Twitter Trump. I mean, they're both the same people, but he was presidential. He nailed it. He was, a, did you see the end, by the way, when he was walking out? I mean, I, I watched the C-SPAN YouTube video, which I got a lot of prep from. And I, I focused in the last like three minutes. And that's where he said to Congressman Duncan, oh, memo's good. Don't even worry. Oh, yeah, we're good. We're good. And he was, he was greeted and treated like a rock star. Like a rock star. And, of course, the haters are going to hate. Oh, one, I mean, before we play some sound bites and stuff. Um, did you see Congressman Luis Gutierrez get triggered? He is the anti-American, illegal alien loving congressman. The amnesty loving congressman. Did you see that he was triggered? Did you see what happened? You know what, Ryan? What? Can you play... Something from the first 30 cuts only. <laughs> I got another 20 to put in. Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I think I could get it from over here. Is it, uh, is it 86? Well, what, would, what would be 86? The terrorist? You're 86. Oh no, no, no. It's actually, All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. It's actually... Uh, hang on, hang on. It's actually um, after that. Oh. I know. Congress, it was towards the end of the... This guy's like, I got to get out of here. I got I to gotta leave. I got to leave. Uh, Congressman Gutierrez... At the end of the speech, Trump said just some, some beautiful things. All right? Actually, I'll play from right over here. Throw me up over there. Some beautiful things about this country and freedom. And the reaction from the members of Congress caused Congressman Gutierrez to literally walk out of the building. Listen. Listen to this. This is... Listen. Atop the dome of this Capitol stands... The Statue of Freedom. This is phenomenal. She stands tall and dignified among the monuments to our ancestors who fought and lived and died to protect her. Monuments to Washington and Jefferson and Lincoln and King. Memorials to the heroes of Yorktown and Saratoga. To young Americans who shed their blood on the shores of Normandy and the fields beyond, and others who went down in the waters of the Pacific and the skies all over Asia. And freedom stands tall over one more monument, this one, this capital, this living monument, this is the monument to the American people. Yep. Yep. This right here. This right here. You see it, and I'll put the video up at KNSD.com. Caught right here. This point. Congressman Gutierrez got up and walked out. Literally got up. Let me I played it again because it's that good. The USHM right there. 118 in this video. He gets up, somebody puts his arm on him, and he walks right by him. He was triggered by the freaking USA chant. 
That's it. I can't take it anymore. I got to get out of it. This is a United States congressman. Where are the adults when you need them? Talk about throwing a tantrum, throwing a yep. fit. Yep. Oh, Trump throws tantrums like a three-year-old. Really? You know, that's why it, it you know, if, if you don't agree with something at work and you act the same way, a decent chance you get fired. Or written up at the very yeah, least. Yeah. And these people, they think it's acceptable to act like a bunch of babies. Just like athletes. I know it's a game and they're competitive and blah, blah, but they act like babies sometimes too. Dude, it's... Um, Why are you going to give babies a bad name? I, I, don't, I have one. And I apologize to him right now. Because he actually... It's a great point. He actually uh, acted... More like an adult compared to Luis Gutierrez. The dude literally walked out. What did you think about that speech? 880-KNST, 880-5678. You can react to that. We're going to have Brandon Judd, the head of the National Border Patrol Council, on at 710 this morning to talk about uh, what Trump said about border security. The booing of uh, of what he said when he's ending uh, chain migration. uh, All that stuff. Jeff Flake... We'll get the Jeff Flake stuff. Uh, Eight ten this morning. Kelly Ward is going to be in studio with us to react to this as well. So we have so much to get to. Don't go anywhere. I think you know there's so many great sound bites, but I think President Trump took down the whole push for amnesty in one fell swoop. Did you hear it? I'll play it for you. Coming up, KNST AM seven ninety Tucson's most stimulating talk. The morning ritual with Garrett Lewis. You know the economy is picking up, right? Because Parade of Homes Tucson is back. It's been gone for like 13 years. Because we got Snowflake Congressman Luis Gutierrez triggered by the USA chant, USA, and walks out like a little baby. I mean, dude hates this country. How do you walk out of that? I mean, are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? I wonder what this did to him as well. By the way, today uh, should be a, another nice day. Uh, sunny, warm highs in the low 80s. 46 out right now. So, oh, you give me a new one? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So I want, uh, Ryan, can we play um, 83? This was, I mean, there were so many great lines. This may have been the best line. This, this, how do you go against anything the president says when it comes to uh, illegal immigration when something like this happens? Listen to this. Here we go. My duty and the sacred duty of every elected official in this chamber is to defend Americans, to protect their safety, their families, their communities, and their right to the American dream. Because Americans are dreamers, too. Damn right. Damn right. I made that bad boy down. I know. I'll just get a little bit in there. Um, Americans are dreamers. It's about time somebody said that. How long have you been clamoring for that? Americans are dreamers, too. Why is everybody standing up for the others? Oh, my God. Do you know that, um, really quick, you probably didn't watch it, and I only saw some because uh, I prepped for you. I put myself through this torture for you. Uh, Joe Kennedy. Joe Kennedy, that's all we need. Another freaking Kennedy. You Listen, we rejected Bush again. We rejected Clinton again. The last thing we need is another freaking Kennedy, right? But the idiots up in Massachusetts voted Joe Kennedy the third to be a congressman. And he gave the Democratic response. Uh, by the way, Maxine Waters apparently giving it tonight. Figures. BET response tonight from Maxine Waters. We'll all be paying attention. 
So uh, what you have is Joe Kennedy. Listen to this. Throw me up over there. Do you want to know why the Democrats are going to lose? He's giving this response. He's like standing in front of a car with the hood up. I don't even know what this means. And he's sweating and he's drooling. Good luck trying to keep up with Trump. But listen to what he says. Here we go. Listen to this. This is unbelievable. With every weary soul, we welcome to our shores. And to all the dreamers out there watching tonight, let me be absolutely clear. Be it. Ustedes son parte de nuestra historia. Oh. Vamos a luchar. Oh. Vamos a luchar por ustedes. Y no, nos vamos a alejar. You are part of our story. We will fight for you. And we will not walk away. Uh, you walked away last week when you ended the government shutdown, fool. I How'd that work out for you? I'm offended. Why are you offended? Because he's appropriating my culture. Damn right. Uh, this, I mean, <laughs> you literally got smoked last week because America's like, you're shutting down the government for illegal aliens? And what do they do in their response to Trump? Do an America first, stand up to Americans of all colors, ethnicities, you name it. You have a dude get up there and go, we're fighting for you, dreamers. So you hear Trump say Americans are dreamers, too. Finally. And then these idiot Democrats, we're fighting for you, dreamers. Talk about out of touch. We'll continue. 634. Wait to hear the media meltdown of what uh, what was said. And then we got to also hear what Jeff Flake had to say, too. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, it's all coming up. Don't go anywhere. Back in five. Here's the latest on KNST from Fox. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Chris Foster. In his State of the Union address, President Trump talked up the strong economy during his time in office and the tax cuts taking effect. Millions of Americans. People actually liked it. The instant polls, CNN, 48%, very positive. 22% somewhat positive. You add that up, what is that? That's 70%. People thought it was positive. 29% negative. 29% negative. CBS poll, 8 in 10 said... He's trying to unite the country instead of divide it. Of course, the media, they thought something different. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, CBS, 97% of Republicans approve the poll. 72% of independents approve, approve the speech, I should say, approve the speech. 43% of Democrats approved it as well. That's a lot. If he can get 43% of the Democratic vote, hello, cha-ching. Overall, views of the speech among speech watchers, CBS poll, 75% approve, 25% disapprove. Second thing that I think you need to know, Martha McSally cannot be trusted. I'll get to the L.A. Times story where they talked to Arpaio, Kelly Ward, McSally. Apparently she was at a Phoenix event where she once again sang the national anthem and somebody said, who'd you vote for? None of your business. She barked at someone. None of your business. That's nice, isn't it? She still can't admit it. She is fake. By the way, Kelly Ward joining us in studio 810 this morning. That should be fun. Third thing. I think you need to know Jeff Flake, mentally challenged Jeff Flake, destroyed by Congressman Gosar here in Arizona. Congressman Gosar called on illegal aliens that are guests of Democrats at the State of the Union to be arrested, right? Arrest those that are fraud using fraudulent Social Security numbers and ID to pass through security. Why not? And then Jeff Flake tweets, this is why we can't have nice things. And then Gosar tweeted back, this is why you got forced out of office. Drop the mic, leave. Three things I think you need to know. Just fantastic. You. Just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Dude dropped out because he knew he was getting his butt kicked. This guy, there's something really wrong with him. Remember he gave the speech you know, against Trump a few weeks ago? He's a threat to our democracy, our way of life. It's really scary, blah, blah, blah. You know what really is a threat? This freaking, uh, this freaking memo. What's on? It's in the memo. The government abusing its power. You, a, a sitting president and a political party, Obama and the Democrats, using the FBI, our intelligence, to spy on a political opponent. That is a threat to our democracy. Yet there's not one damn tweet or anything from Jeff Flake on that. Zero. And by the way, what did this uh, what did this mentally deranged lunatic actually? I mean, he really is. There's something wrong with this guy. He was on MSNBC, and you know what cracks me up? MSNBC had Brian Williams anchoring coverage. Brian Williams, who lied about stuff that happened to him in Iraq, he lied about being shot at in a helicopter. When you're a news person, the best the best thing you have, the only thing you have, is your credibility. And if you lie about things, then nobody can actually trust what you actually say. Yet MSNBC's like. Let's put this guy back on the air. Why not? Fits in with the network. It's in, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I want you to hear. Um, we we got we got to play Jeff Flake. Yes, you know you can play the whole thing. Just play the whole thing with Brian Williams. You got to hear it. Uh, Jeff Flake and and he must have forgot the moose in his hair. It's very flat. You notice that his hair it's not quaffed like it used to be. So anyway, Jeff Flake along with uh, Brian Williams. I mean, why shouldn't Jeff Flake go on MSNBC? So he's trying out for a job there. I'll be available for you. I'll come in and make fun of the president. No problem. Here we go. Listen to this. Not happening much right now. Finally, Senator, I know you're not a big partier, but why aren't you out celebrating? You just attended your last State of the Union address. <laughs> what a question. You know, this was a long one, too, an hour and a half. It, it went a while, and there were some good moments. Obviously, there were some unifying moments referring to people in the gallery. Uh, with the immigration issue, I would have hoped, uh, you know, if you mention MSN or MS-13, uh, then, uh, then certainly uh, you ought to mention uh, some of the dreamers who have accomplished great things. Oh, yeah. And, uh, the reason that we need to fix oh, this situation man. that would have been a nicer balance and, mm. and certainly a play for the bipartisanship we're going to have to have if we're going to solve this issue in the next couple of weeks so think about that okay just think about that hey joe how's hey, it going hey, did, what joe hangamillier Mueller? oh yeah think, think about it think about just it think about just it. think about it just for a second think about it jeff flake jeff flake just said, well, since you're going to talk about the, you know, the illegal aliens that are committing crimes and murder, balance it out with the illegal aliens that haven't committed crime and murder. But at the same time, I think they should all get amnesty without actually getting a background check. That's what he wants. Think, think about that. Seriously. He is like, we need an amnesty. These people are here. Let's just, you know, let them stay. What about the bad ones, Jeff? Well, they'll eventually kill somebody else and then we're, we're good. And then we'll find them. This idiot actually said that there's something literally, there's something mentally wrong. That or he's really stupid. Like, he is beyond dumb. And maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. I was... I mean, I, how do you not believe? You have to believe it. But my goodness gracious. It's, uh, it's, it's insane. It's insane. And you want to know, you want to know how bad the Democrats are? Can you play, uh, if you don't mind... This story in 80, number 80, please. This is when Trump was talking about illegal immigration, MS-13, uh, the two families that were there whose daughters were murdered by MS-13, 
and listen to the reaction, what he says about them, and then the reaction, okay? The reaction to, and we'll talk about this with Brandon Judd at 710 this morning, head of the National Border Patrol Council. Listen to the Democrats' boo when he talks about chain migration. Here we go. Struggling communities, especially immigrant communities, will also be helped by immigration policies that focus on the best interests of American workers and American families. For decades, open borders have allowed drugs and gangs to pour into our most vulnerable boo, communities. Right there. Oh. They've allowed oh. millions of low-wage workers to compete for jobs and wages against the poorest Americans. Most tragically, they have caused the loss of many innocent lives. Here tonight are two fathers that? and two that? mothers. Pause it, pause Evelyn it. Rodriguez. Hang on. You hear that? Talk about ending chain migration because, they, you know, look, there have been uh, people that are brought here. Terrorist attacks, you name it. Cause the end of life. It's true. How many times we've talked to the Angel families? It's happened. And the Democrats are, oh, oh. And Jeff Flake, so you shouldn't talk about the good things as well. Okay, let's continue real quick. They've allowed millions of low-wage workers to compete for jobs and wages against the poorest Americans. Most tragically, they have caused the loss of many innocent lives. Here tonight are two fathers and two mothers, Evelyn Rodriguez, Freddie Cuevas, Elizabeth Alvarado, and Robert Mickens. Their two teenage daughters, Kayla Cuevas and Nisa Mickens, were close friends on Long Island. But in September 2016, on the eve of Nisa's 16th birthday, such a happy time it should have been, neither of them came home. These two precious girls were brutally murdered while walking together in their hometown. Six members of the savage MS-13 gang have been charged with Kayla and Nisa's murders. Many of these gang members took advantage of glaring loopholes in our laws to enter the country as illegal, unaccompanied, alien minors and wound up in Kayla and Nisa's high school. Incredible. Evelyn, Elizabeth, Freddie, and Robert, tonight everyone in this chamber is praying for you. Everyone in America is grieving for you. Please stand. Thank you very much. I want you to know that 320 million hearts are right now breaking for you. We love you. Thank you. What a racist guy, huh? Because those people were not white. And by the way, we cut their applause for time. You wanted to hear a little bit of it, but we don't have time. 880-KNST, 880-5678. They showed their true colors, Democrats. They showed their true colors. Uh, when it came to booing, booing, and then just the media reaction. Crazy Joy Reid of MSNBC tweeted out, completely disingenuous. Trump says struggling communities, especially immigrant communities, will be helped by his immigration policies, which are all about attacking and demonizing immigrants. You mean illegal aliens? People here legally as immigrants will actually be helped because there'll be more jobs, higher wages, safer communities. We talked about a couple days ago, the stats from Arizona, illegal aliens 
commit crimes at more than double the rate compared to people born here. And Joy Reid, by the way, triggered by this. You see this tweet? She, she's upset by, by the words family. Church, church, family, police, military, she tweeted. The national anthem. Trump trying to call on all the tropes of 1950s era nationalism. Uh, were we led by a dictator back in the 50s? Uh, the goal of this speech appears to be to force the normalization of Trump on the terms of the bygone era his supporters are nostalgic for. Yeah, that's terrible to you know, be happy about church, family, police, and military and the national anthem. As a, why, be, why be excited about those things? Last I heard, the 50s were pretty okay in America. Well, you get the argument, and it's true. It goes both ways. Race. Yes. That was not good. That was no, horrible and disgusting. But the economy was good, right? Right after, uh, right after World War II. Baby boomers. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. I know. I know. But it was terrible. Church, family, police, military, national anthem. Ugh. Ugh. Are you high? Uh, we get, we'll get into a couple of quick clips coming back over the media, what the media said, and Jeff Flake, crazy Jeff Flake, that guy's such a nut. Um, wait till you hear the media just lose their minds over this. Well, I like the Chuck Todd one, too. He's, he had a comment about Trump celebrating the fact that Gitmo will stay open and terrorists will be treated by terrorists, like terrorists. We'll get to that coming up. Brandon Judge, 710 this morning. If you can't listen, go to KNST.com or listen on the iHeartRadio app. Kelly Ward in studio at 810 right here on KNST. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. Mr. Ons, we had a phenomenal time at Mr. Ons last night. That place was packed. I mean, it was literally not even standing room only. It was beyond that. People were everywhere. And it was such a good now, It's Trump Day. It's 707. It's the last day of January. Can you believe that already? Flying by Morning Ritual with me. Garrett Lewis, KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, apparently America enjoyed the Trump State of the Union. The mainstream media is very upset that they have to report this this morning. They very met CBS polls. 75% approve the speech. Only 25% disapprove. 97% of Republicans approve. 72% of independents approve. Even 43% of Democrats approve. Holy smokes. Yeah, this is happening. 8 and 10 told CBS News, we think that speech, Trump was trying to unite the country, not divide it. Yet if you watch the media, oh, there's a terrible speech. It's dark. It's scary. It's okay. Second thing that I think you need to know, Martha McSally cannot be trusted. She's a fraud. I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know she's a fraud. Listen, she's canceled out of the interview on this show. I mean, she didn't want to actually answer questions. And then apparently there's a story in the L.A. Times uh, where they were talking to her and she was at a Phoenix event. They're following her around. Somebody said, hey, who'd you vote for in 2016? Did you vote for Trump? And she snapped back, none of your business, which, yeah, there you go. But she loves the guy. Used him in a campaign ad. Oh, yeah. Kelly Ward will comment on uh, that when she joins us in an hour here. 810 on KNST AIM 790. Third thing I think you need to know, Jeff Flake got destroyed. Paul Gosar, Congressman Paul Gosar, sent a heat-seeking missile right at him, and it was a direct hit. Congressman Gosar wanted illegal aliens brought to the State of the Union by Democrats to be arrested for using fraudulent Social Security numbers and fake IDs to get through security. And Jeff Flake tweeted at him, This is why we can't have nice things. And then Representative Gosar responded with the heat-seeking missile of, this is, why, this is why you got forced out of office. And he won. Shockingly, no response from Jeff Flake, because he was blown to pieces. Three things I think you need to know. All right.
Um, let's just get to it because a lot of stuff happened. Oh, you have it? You have it? Okay, but before we bring this guy on, because I'm very mad at him over this, just out of envy, uh, listen to this. I also want to acknowledge two individuals in the audience who will play a very, very important role going forward. I'd like to recognize Brandon Judd, the president of the National Border Patrol Council, and Chris Crane, two friends of mine, president of National Ice Council. You guys are about to be very, very busy doing your job the way you want to do them. Where are they? Where are those guys? Thank you, fellas. Thank you. Unbelievable. And then there's a tweet sent out January 27th at 5.55 in the morning by the Trumpster. Thank you to Brandon Judd of the National Border Patrol Council for a strong statement on Fox and Friends. We very, very badly need the wall. Must end catch and release. Clean up legal and other procedures. Blah, 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 blah. You're not as good looking as Garrett. Brandon Judd, head of the National Border Patrol Council, joins me now. Morning, hotshot. How you doing? I'm doing good. You, you left out another tweet. He tweeted me twice. Again? Come on now. Come on. No, 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 no. He tweeted me about two months ago, and then then that last tweet that you just read. Unbelievable. Come on, get my resume right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, congratulations, man. Again, I'm just 180% jealous, so whatever. What did you think of the speech last night? I, I thought it was very strong. I mean, you look at you look at the the way he laid out his accomplishments and what he's done. Tell me, did Obama accomplish that much in, in a year? That's a rhetorical question. <laughs> but you know, his first year, he's accomplished so much. Uh, but let me tell you what the what the most disgusting thing was about being at the State of the Union last night is I'm standing, I'm sitting right behind um, where the Democrats are. And to, to hear him outline his accomplishments, and especially the accomplishments for the minorities, and they're not even clapping. Nope. They weren't even clapping. It's as if they didn't want black people to get more jobs and make more no, money. What, they're scared to death that he's going to succeed. They're scared to death. So they won't, they won't give him any credit whatsoever for anything that he does, because if they do, they know that they're sunk. So, good wow. time. Well, how... Time. how how about also, I don't know if you noticed, um, towards the end, right when President Trump gave a great uh, uh, statement about freedom and what America stands for, and then the members of Congress and everybody there broke out in a USA chant, amnesty-loving Congressman Luis Gutierrez got up and walked out. He was triggered by the USA chant. You know, what's funny about Gutierrez is, is I testified at a hearing before Congress, and he spent... He, They've got five minutes, and they're supposed to ask their questions within those five minutes that they're allotted. He spent his full five minutes just ripping me up, telling me how bad of a person I am because I'm, quote-unquote, a union, but I support the Republicans. And he, he spent his entire five minutes, did not ask one question. He spent his entire five minutes solely directed at me and telling me how bad of a person I was. I'll tell you what, when they broke out with that USA chant, that was so. I, that that was that was an that was one of the proudest moments I've ever had in my life. Yeah, it, it was really unbelievable. Brandon Judd, as you're listening to, he is the head of the National Border Patrol Council on KNST AM seven ninety. Um, so you were the guy we had you on the show last week, and thank you for the time again. You were the guy that actually uh, broke the story because you saw it with your own eyes uh, that catch and release is still going on despite Trump not wanting it, and a judge said you had to do it. You explained the whole situation. Um, 
Last night, Trump said we need to end catch and release. Uh, he said that we need to end we need to end chain migration. And he was literally booed. There were boos and groans from the Democrats about that. Were you looking around like, are they serious right now? They, they are. And, but that's that's how bad we've gotten in this country. Uh, the socialism and the far left that, that the Democrats are espousing today, it's, it's literally scary, especially when they're booing their own United States citizens and they're not willing to stand up for those people that they were elected to represent, but they'd rather represent people from other countries. It's, it's, it's crazy and, it, and it's scary, frankly, to me anyway. Can I ask you, Brandon, what, what did it take? What did you have to do to get through security? Uh, to get into the State of the Union? Did you have to show ID? Like, what did you have to do to get in there? Yeah, and that's, you know, when 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 Senator Flake says, <laughs> says that they shouldn't have to show ID, everybody says that, well, they only broke one law. They only crossed the border illegally. That is not true. Everything that they do here in the United States from the time that they cross the border illegally, if they go to school, that's illegal. If they, if they obtain a government document, that's illegal. If they get a job, that's illegal. Everything that they do from the point that they cross the border illegally, everything else that they do is also a crime. And to try to excuse it is ridiculous, and that's why we have so many people that are breaking our laws, coming over here illegally, and, and any other laws that you think of. They know there's not going to be a consequence. What's the point of having laws if there's not going to be a, co- a consequence affixed to it? Exactly. And that's what, you know, I, I, I wanted to ask you about this because I'm, I'm like, what did the illegal aliens show as ID to get in? I know some states give driver's licenses, uh, but what, you know, what could they possibly show to get through security to get into that chamber to watch the president? Uh, again, what they're doing is, is, is they're falsifying government docs, and, and, it's, and it's a crime. And for, for somebody like Senator Flake to excuse that is, is beyond ridiculous. But, you know, go start. He got the, he got the, the, the last best word. Um, you know, it, Flake's gone. You He's ever gone. Wonder, He's not going to be around. You ever wonder why ICE agents aren't there? Someone's not there to arrest them? I mean, I mean they literally brag. What other country... Can you brag about bringing people in the country illegally to go see the head of the country? They brag about it as guests. Why shouldn't they be arrested? Well, if you if you look at the tweet, so if you look at the tweet that Trump sent out, it was it was a fantastic tweet um, when all these congressmen were saying that they were going to be bring dreamers, and then the, and then President Trump tweets out, "Well, I'm going to have a bunch of ICE agents there." Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know that that's the rhetoric, but unfortunately. I don't know how many times we have to say this before it's going to happen. If you do not get rid of the Obama holdovers in these, in these agencies, we're going to still have problems. All they're trying to do is they're trying to wait him out. They know that he has less than three years now until his next election. And they're, they're banking and they're hoping that he's going to lose that election and so they're continuing these policies. They're continuing um, making, if, if you will, America less great. Um, they're continuing these, these, Obama, these Obama-era policies, and it's hurting us. And until you drain the swamp, draining the swamp was not just from Congress. Draining, draining the swamp was from the agencies as well. And if we do not drain the swamp, <clears throat> the, the agency swamp, we're going to continue to have these managers 
that are going to stymie their law enforcement officers and they're not going to let them do their jobs. How do you drain the swamp? Because I, there was one of the, you know, one of the many times that Democrats did not stand up and applaud was when Trump yesterday said, we need to be able to get rid of bad government employees. You, you have to be able to do that. And, and the thing is, is you have to do it from the top going down, not the bottom going up. That's, that's our problem. We always try to go from the bottom up. It's not the bottom people that are passing these policies. It's not the bottom people that are giving the orders um, to their subordinates. It's the managers. It's the, to- it's the people at the top that are giving the orders. They're the ones who made their way to the top under the Obama administration, and you have to get rid of those individuals. So who, who fires them? I mean, is it Trump? Is it, I mean, like, you know, how do you fire these people that are doing, doing this stuff? So the head of all the heads of all agencies are political appointees. So Trump gets to President Trump gets to appoint the head of all these agencies. So you look at DHS. Um, his appointed secretary is Kirsten Nielsen. Then you look at the CBP and and his uh, right now his his nominee is oh. is Commissioner McAleenan. Okay. It's those individuals that have got to fire them or have got to reassign them or remove them from their positions of power. Well, since you're friends with Trump now, Brandon, and he tweets you twice, <laughs> mentions you, just give him a call, stop up in the White House, and be like, hey, Don, I think you should be aware that these people are frauds. They need to get fired. It's not that hard to do. Why right? just head on in there? On speed, on speed dial. Yeah, just go just do that. Brandon Judd's on KNST AM790. He's the head of the National Border Patrol Council. Um, you know, it was interesting. We had a uh, watching party last night, uh, and uh, it was packed at... And it's it's so interesting because there are so many different points of view. I had one listener come to me and say, you know what? I don't know. I don't get some of these Republicans. They don't realize they should just take a deal when they get it. You know, I love Trump. And, and if that deal that he offered, the amnesty, all this other stuff, if that can get the wall built and get more agents, everything else, just take it and go. And then another guy literally 10 seconds after that say, he better not do that damn amnesty. Blah, 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 blah. And the other guy said, you know what? Why do they always call it amnesty? And I'm like, I, I, I'm just so confused by this. So what did you think? I mean, I thought the president really just didn't really mean it. Maybe he does. I thought he, I think he realized that deal he offered was never going to be accepted because Democrats don't want to solve it because they want to just use that as a talking point to get elected. Um, but what, you know, if the president is serious about it, what do you think about that deal that he offered? You have to look at what you're hoping to accomplish. My biggest fear is if you look at these special elections uh, that was held around the United States um, in in very conservative districts, we had very low turnout. Uh, we still won the the elections, but we weren't winning by the 21 percent, the 30 percent. We were winning by 5 percent, 4 percent instead of the, the high numbers, and, and we didn't have the turnout. And what my biggest fear is even though you secure the border and you guarantee that we're not going to be in this perpetual amnesty cycle every five years, if you don't energize your base, you don't get the voter turnout, and you potentially lose the election. And that's the fear that I have when you talk about amnesty. But if you look at would I trade um, legal legalizing, I'm not talking about a pathway to citizenship, but would I trade legalizing Two million dreamers um, for border security to where uh, we're not adding 450,000 illegal aliens to our population every single year. I would trade that if if it's going to be guaranteed that we're going to be able to secure the border. Now, the measures that he's that he's asking for will allow us to secure the border. But if you go back and you look at um, the Immigration Reform and Control Act of 1986, which was, uh, by the way, under Ronald Reagan, 
Um, he got a bunch of border security measures. The problem was he legalized the people first, and then when it came time to give him the border security measures, they didn't. And so we can't fall into that same trap again. So you you have to look at on you have to look at it on both both ways. He has to continue to energize his base, and if he legalizes. Um, when he promised that he wasn't going to legalize these individuals, you have the potential of losing your base, and and you have the potential of not having the voter turnout that you need in 2020, and that's a big problem. And so he's going to have to he's going to have to figure out the message. the The problem is, is yes, I do believe that he's calling the Democrats bluff. I I, I believe that's what he's doing. But what if the Democrats turn around and call his bluff, and they say, okay, we accept it. You know, mm-hmm. what position does that put him in? And so, you know, you're, you're playing Russian roulette with that. Um, the art of the deal. So what's that? It's the art of the deal. Exactly. Exactly. So we got to see what happens. Um, look, we're a long way from that happening. Anybody that thinks that that's going to happen within the next two weeks, uh, yeah, it's not going to. Yeah, good luck. Um, Good luck. It, it, it's it's going to be down the road. So re- real quick, I don't know. Did you happen to see any part of, uh, and I didn't watch it. I only saw clips of it this morning because I didn't care. Uh, Joe Kennedy. All we need is another Kennedy. His response. Oh, yeah. <laughs> did you happen to see yeah, <laughs> the drooling guy? Did you happen to see the response at all or no? Was was he, did he not come off as, as an angry little man? Uh, <laughs> yes. Very angry, very nervous, sweating profusely. Made Marco Rubio look like a non-sweater. So... Uh, and he was sweating when he did it a few years ago. Did you hear when he spoke? Wait, what? So Trump talked about America first. My job is to protect Americans. Americans have dream. Americans are dreamers too, which I thought was a, a, one of the best lines of the entire speech. Ryan, throw me up over there real quick. I want you to hear uh, Joe Kennedy. This is so the Republicans, Trump, America first. Here are the Democrats. This is why I don't think they're going to win in November. Listen to this. This is with every weary soul we welcome to our shores. And to all the dreamers out there watching tonight, let me be absolutely clear. Ustedes son parte de nuestra historia. Vamos a luchar. Vamos a luchar por ustedes. Y no, nos vamos a alejar. You are part of our story. We will fight for you. And we will not walk away. Even though they walked away by not shutting the government down and opening it back up, but... Yep, we're going to fight for lawbreakers. Yeah. That's a good message to send. That's the great, that's, what a great message. But come on, that guy can't even deliver a speech. That was horrible. <laughs> his timing's bad. His timing's bad. His pause, I, dude, it was just, it was horrible. Speaking of that, last one, since you were there, um, did you happen to see Nancy Pelosi's face? I did. <laughs> was that, I mean, I never thought anybody would have a worse face than Mika on MSNBC. <laughs> And then you see Nancy's face. It's like it's like somebody drowned her puppies or something like that the entire time. You know, I was on Fox Business um, on 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 the Varney show, and uh, and she was praising uh, the parents of these dreamers as being great heroes for for bringing these these people across the border illegally. And and my comment was, you know, you can't fall off. You can't fall off when you're regulated regular ticketed passenger of the crazy train and that's just the truth on this issue she is lost yes she, she she's not even a ticketed passenger she's the conductor of the crazy train <laughs> well her partner in crime maxine waters is going to deliver a rebuttal a day late on bet tonight so 
yeah. That should be that's fun to watch. Be, let's, that's going to be comical. Oh, yeah. Listen, dude, uh, when you talk to Don later, tell him, uh, you know, I like what he's doing. <laughs> and I, I have a picture I want to get to him. My wife thought it was funny. Um, for my, for, uh, I think it was for Hanukkah. I got my dad or his birthday, his birthday. I got him a yarmulke because I'm Jewish and we're Jewish. Uh, a make America great again yarmulke. So it totally offends like half the people in his congregation. But anyway, we, when our son was born, uh, we took baby pictures professionally done and one you could use props. And I had my, my baby butt naked in nothing but a make America great again yarmulke. And my wife is busting my chops to get that somehow to Trump. So next time you talk to him, find out how I can do that if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll I'll be all over it. I'll text. All over it I'll text. I'll text you the picture. I'll text you the picture. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Brandon Judd, head of the National Border Patrol Council, dude. Thank you for the time and and everything you do, man. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for having me on. You we'll got talk it. To you later. Take care. Uh, as Brandon Judd. Uh, well, more reaction coming up to uh, the Trump State of the Union and and everything else. True story, by the way, about the the Yamaka picture. It's I'm so. Listen, my wife doesn't want me to put any pictures of our family on social media, and I get it. But then she's like, you got to send that picture of our naked son to Trump. And I'm like, you do realize if that happens, it's going to be everywhere. That's okay. And I'm like, really? Really? So I have that going for me. Anyway, uh, you can react. We have so much more to get to, including the media breaking down, losing their mind over this. And you know, I'll tell you really quick again. I'll read the exact part from the L.A. Times about why Martha McSally cannot be trusted. Cannot be trusted. She still hates Trump secretly. I, I, I have proof. I have proof. We'll have Kelly Ward to talk about all this as well at 810 this morning right here on KNST. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. Madame Homes, they have brand new homes. If you want a brand new home but you don't want to spend the time, you don't, want, you don't have the time to build a brand new home. I mean, because you could do that with Madame as well. Union's over. He just walks in slow-mo to this song. Crank it, crank it. He's just walking. Gives the chin-up look. The finger point. The gigantic thumbs up. I just think it's funny. Three things I think you to know. I th- think you, you need to know. Number one, yeah, that too. I'm tired. Go uh, on, I, I'd, I'd like to at this point. So uh, apparently people like the speech. Seven, uh, and a CBS News poll. 75% approve of what Trump said. I, I wish they would ask the question, do you approve of Nancy Pelosi's face during the speech? And I'm pretty sure 75% would say no. I mean, how do you, at least 93% would say no. And the only people that would say, well, what about the 7%? That's the, they hit the wrong button. I don't know. Something like that. Uh, you can't approve of Nancy's face. I mean, that was, holy smokes. I mean, if you, if her husband forgot to take out the garbage, granted, they're worth a hundred million bucks, so they wouldn't be taking out the garbage. If somebody did, can you imagine the look she would give you? It could kill you. It could kill you. Second thing. What is that? Or just drop a bunch of pictures of her over like Iraq uh, and stuff. We well, have that wars too. going on. That too. That's her too. really mad. Yeah. Second thing that I think you need to know. Look at it. Yeah. <laughs> this is coming out uh, just minutes ago. Private payrolls grow two hundred thirty-four thousand in January. Only one hundred eighty-five thousand were expected. So once again, the economy crushing it. Obama was always under expectations, below expectations. Private companies hired another 234,000 people in January, well above expectations for 185,000, according to ADP and Moody's Analytics. Wow, wow, wow. Manufacturing added 12,000, construction 9,000. How about that? 
winning. Third thing, I think you need to know Martha McSally cannot be trusted. I'll explain more. She still won't tell people if she voted for Trump. It's a very simple question. Very simple question. I'll get to that in a second. Three things I think you need to know. Uh, and by the way, Kelly Ward will be here in studio at 810 this morning uh, to to talk about that, to talk about the president's speech. You name it. We're on it. Uh, the fact that she wants six debates between Arpaio and uh, and McSally. By the way, I have not heard. I, I, there were at least 200 people, if not more than that, at our uh, elec- at our State of the Union watching party last night at Mr. Ron's. It was fantastic. Uh, not one person was like, yay, Arpaio. And not one person was like, yay, McSally. You know what they were saying? Arpaio's got to get out. He's splitting the vote with Kelly Ward. He, what, the hell's, what the hell's he doing? What's going on? Listen, I am being an ageist here. You're 85, bye. When I'm 85, kick my butt off the radio. It's okay. It's, I get it. I get it. You have to wait that long. 85-year-olds would agree. I probably shouldn't be in the Senate. Joe Arpaio and his ego need to go. You did, you know, some good stuff in the past. Didn't you? All right, great. You fought illegal immigration as best you possibly could. Time to go away. Go. Bye-bye. So, there. There's that. Now, this L.A. Times story. This is really incredible. See, this is why I read stuff. Uh, L.A. Times had a story came out yesterday. Arizona exposes danger for GOP in 2018 primaries. Embracing Trump could backfire. First off, that's a bunch of garbage. That just cracks me up. Yeah, embracing jobs, more money, more secure border. Yeah, that totally gets you not elected. Okay, fantastic. There's a reason why all of a sudden Martha McSally, who hates Trump, is acting like she's the best friend. I mean, she's a total user. She hated Trump. She wouldn't say. She got called out by Matt Hines, who ran against her as the Democrat in the election in 2016. He put out a press release where he's like, Martha McSally won't even answer if she's supporting Trump or not, and blah, blah. They tried to hold it against her. And she wouldn't respond. She never responds. All of a sudden, she's mentioning ovaries. She's mentioning, uh, she's mentioning uh, 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 Congress people Richarding around. All of a sudden, she's talking like Trump. She has him in the video. Oh, yeah. All of a sudden, she's, uh, oh, I'll be, I'll be at the Oval Office. Oh, I'll be at the Rose Garden. Oh, yeah, yeah, it helps me out. So anyway, yeah, embracing Trump could backfire. This story, they talked to uh, Arpaio, Kelly Ward, Martha McSally. But the important part of this, and I'll put a, a screenshot of it on my Twitter page. Follow me on Twitter, at Garrett Lewis, two R's, one T. I'll stick it on my uh, Facebook page as well. It says here, While casting herself as an outsider, McSally will benefit from a torrent of cash that comes with the support of Mitch McConnell and the party's establishment's big donors. Ooh. McSally still won't say whether she voted for Trump, quote, not your business, end quote. She snapped in an interview after after belting out the Star-Spangled Banner on stage at a Republican banquet Friday in Phoenix. Not your business. Somebody interviewed her, and they're like, did you vote for Trump? Not your business. What, she can't lie about it? Like, I mean, nobody knows who you voted for. You just say who you say. Unless she told a lot of people that she didn't vote for Trump, and they'd come out and go, it's not what she told us. Not your business. She bristles at reminders of her past comments against Trump. Quote, I made a couple of, a very small number of statements about particular statements that were made, and on the spectrum of things, it was very measured compared with a lot of other Republicans, she said. So she is trying to 
She is trying to, I guess, normalize and make it acceptable what she said about President Trump. Uh, they have one tweet they they highlighted here in the LA Times story. Martha McSally, October 7th, 2016. Must have been after the Billy Bush tape. Trump's cuts are disgusting. Joking about sexual assault is unacceptable. I'm appalled. See, this is why she won't come on the show. And I'll be totally honest. I mean, she's never, they never responded to you, right, Ryan? Because you know what I'd ask her? All right, Martha, you've been in Congress for two terms now. Have you never heard of that, that list that's out there of members of Congress that have paid off victims of sexual harassment with millions and millions of our tax dollars? Have you not heard of that? If you haven't heard of that, are you even paying attention as to what's going on? Again, we had Cokie Roberts. Remember Cokie? Get the Cokie Roberts soundbite if you don't mind. Cokie Roberts, who's a dinosaur. She covered, you know, going back to the 80s, early 80s, Reagan, probably in the 70s, Cokie Roberts. Uh, after the John, the perv John Conyers was outed for walking around in his uh, boxers and his office and you know putting his hand on the thigh and the butt and the breasts of his staffers. Cokie Roberts said, everybody knew that Conyers was a perv and stuff like that. Listen to this. The fact that people are willing to be public can change things. I mean, we all talked about for years. A little bit at a time. Well, you know, don't get in the elevator with him. Mm. You know, and the whole, every female in the press corps knew that, right? Don't get in the elevator with him. Now people are saying it out loud. And I think that does make it. That is a change. And then she said, uh, where's the other Cokie Roberts? No, not that. Oh. There's one where she said, oh, everybody knew about this behavior. Man, yeah, that's the one right there. She said this also in the same, in the same breath. Here we go. And, you know, they, they are so used to it. I mean, the culture of Capitol Hill for so many decades was men being bad. So, uh, Martha, did you not know about this forever? Did you not want to protect taxpayer money? And more importantly, women from being sexually harassed and sexually assaulted. But Trump is appalling. Joking about it. Joking about it might hurt your little snowflake feelings. Actually grabbing is something else. Actually harassing and assaulting is something else. But this is why Martha won't come on the show. Yep, there you have it. Uh, 880-KNST, 880-5678. When we get back, Andrea Mitchell, wait till you hear what she said. She was just shocked, shocked that Trump could praise this particular thing. It's like, who, who cares about this? Oh, you do. That's coming up. Don't you go anywhere. It's your morning ritual with me, Garrett Lewis. KNST AM 790 Tucson's most stimulating talk. The morning ritual with Garrett Lewis. Cheek to cheek aesthetics. I want you to take care of yourself. And listen, when you look better, when you're like, I look good, you feel good. It's okay. It's all right. KNST AM 790, I say that? It's, I'm that tired. We had the great, uh, uh, we had a great watching party last night out at Mr. On's. Again, uh, I've never seen Mr. On smile so much. The man never, he's never happy, never smiles, never good enough. That's what makes him successful. You could fit two giant pickup trucks in his mouth with the smile he had last night. Oh, yeah. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trump State of the Union speech. Apparently, uh, just the media hated it. That's not a big surprise right there. CBS poll says 75% of people approved it. 75% of people approved it. But he's the worst. Eight in ten in the CBS poll said that that speech unites the country. You watch the media, dividing, dark, bad, this. Okay, great. 
Second thing that I think you need to know, uh, jobs, 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 more winning. It's happening right now in front of your eyes. ADP says 234,000 jobs created in January versus the 185,000 expected by the geniuses, right? 234,000, well over the expectations. How about that? 12,000 manufacturing jobs. 9,000 construction. You don't think that tax reform has a big uh, big impact on that? Oh, you better believe it. Third thing I think you need to know, uh, this is very important. Martha McSally cannot be trusted. They still haven't responded to come on this show. Oh, I'm so heartbroken over that. Um, LA Times had a story, and apparently she sang the Star-Spangled Banner at an event Friday in Phoenix, and uh, she was being interviewed, and they said, who'd you vote for? And she said, quote, not your business, as said she snapped back. Uh-oh. I mean, you still can't say that you voted for the guy or didn't vote for the guy. I mean, be honest. That's why she won't come on this show. We'd ask a tough question like that. Like, who'd you vote for in 2016? It's very, very, I'm very disrespectful. Three things that I think you need to know. And this is awesome. Uh, we are joined by, uh, by Martha's opponent in the primary Kelly Ward. Dr. Ward, how you doing? Hey, Garrett. I'm glad to be here. I'm doing great. Oh. Good to be in Tucson. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. And hey, you know yes. what? I want to just let you know. Tell me. I voted for Trump. See, I voted question. for Trump. Yeah. And I also campaigned for Trump. And I worked very hard for Mr. Trump. Mojave County went very strong for Donald J. Trump. I can't say the same for Martha's district. She let she let Hillary win this district mm-hmm. by five points. Unacceptable. She would not admit it then. I mentioned in the last hour, uh, Matt Hines, her opponent at the time, weak opponent, by the way, uh, they called her out in a press release. And of course, she didn't respond. That's what she does. She just chooses to not respond to things. She wouldn't say who she voted for or didn't vote for. And I want to read really quick. Um, I have it on my phone. I got to stick it on, on. I'll put it on Facebook and uh, I'll put it on uh, my, my Twitter account as well. Uh, just real quick. I, I want to get your reaction. If people are just tuning in. Martha McSally in this LA Times story where you were in as well oh. and Arpaio. Oh yeah, they interviewed they, they interviewed us at the state party meeting. That's what it was. Okay. Uh, on the weekend. So uh, that happened and of course the the thing was uh, oh if you embrace Trump it could be bad. Yeah, okay, thanks LA Times. Uh, but it says here while casting herself as an outsider, McSally will benefit from a torrent of cash that comes with the support of McConnell and the party establishment's big donors. Like, how does if the L.A. Times sees that? How, how come everybody in Arizona doesn't see that? And then it says McSally still won't say whether she voted for Trump. Quote, not your business. End quote. She snapped in an interview after belting out the Star Spangled Banner on stage at a Republican banquet Friday in Phoenix. And she bristles at reminders of her past comments against Trump. Well, you know, politicians like Martha McSally, like Kirsten Cinema, they do. They both have a lot of money. They've raised a lot of money mm-hmm. and they need it because they have to recreate themselves to try to fool the voter yes. into sending them back to Washington, D.C. so they can continue with what has not been happening at the federal level. That's why we've got to have new blood in Washington, D.C. Yes. Uh, and I'm working hard to expose, you know, and and inform people, not just expose her record, but inform people about Martha's record in particular at this point in time Mm -hmm. because she's an F-rated House member. F with the Heritage uh, Action. F with the Conservative Review Liberty Score. F with Freedom Works. F, F, well, no, she wasn't an F minus, but she was an F with um, (laughs) Numbers USA on Immigration. All of, you don't get a score of 27 or 28 percent if you're a border hawk, if you care about securing the border and stopping illegal immigration. She's down in the range of of Jeff Flake and John McCain, but also of all of our Democrat um, congressmen. So, Not acceptable. No, no. Dr. Kelly Ward is in studio. She's on uh, KNST AM 790. Um, so 
Uh, what did you think about the Trumpster speech last night? I thought it was great. I, I did think it was a very bold speech. It was very inspiring. The stories that he used to, to drive home the points uh, that, he, that he talked about, infrastructure and immigration and jobs, of course, jobs in the economy, trade, national security, uh, all of those things. And the people he brought in to showcase those issues were really spectacular. They brought people to very high, uh, happy, emotional highs, but also... Yeah, really brought some tears to a lot of people's eyes from what I've I've heard on mm-hmm. my social media profile. Oh yeah, uh, Kirsten Cinema, a uh, House member right now, and hopefully your opponent. Um, I'm assuming she was there because didn't say that she boycotted it. Right. Uh, she must have been part of the crowd that literally did not applaud, did not stand up every time Trump talked about how black unemployment is at a record low, Hispanic unemployment's at a record low, jobs are everywhere. I mean, I've never seen a bunch of more unhappy grumps right. in my entire life. And again, so she apparently doesn't want Americans to do well. Right. Well, and, and as, as unhappy as we all were when Barack Obama was in the White House, we never expressed anti-American sentiment, mm-hmm. anti-pro, you know, uh, jobs, anti-economy, anti-growth. And, you know, really, we had America applauding last night. All across America, Republicans, independents, and even almost half of the Democrats from what yeah. the poll I saw on CBS. Yep. It, that That's amazing. And the Democrats in Washington, D.C. and the mainstream media were sitting on their hands. Most of them were scowling because they just can't give credit to Donald Trump, the Republican Party, and the American people for the direction the country's going in. It's sad. Um, one of the things that uh, some conservatives may have a problem with was when Trump talked about infrastructure spending. Once, what, a trillion and a half dollars, whatever it might be. Now, I, you know, here's the thing. We realize, we get all these reports, the roads, the bridges, they're mm-hmm. terrible because the government for too many decades didn't do its job. Instead right. of fixing the roads and all these things, they were, they were funding programs that have nothing yes. to do with the government. Um, and he talked about the private sector, but is there a way, because we do need a roads and bridges fixed, is there a way to make sure to somehow cut down on the waste when it's so big and government's involved? Yeah, I, I definitely think that there is. Uh, whenever you look at how the Democrats, basically, when they're in power, how they propose to do spending, it's 90% government-funded, 10% private-funded. And from what I understand, President Trump is pro- proposing 10% government funding with 90% private funding. And I think that that's going to provide huge, you know, huge numbers of jobs as well as high paying jobs for American citizens because we do have to make sure that our roads and our bridges and our infrastructure are sound. Yeah, we've just been basically whipped into this this just seeing all this wasteful spending. You know, all this all this spending that apparently Jeff Flake likes to point out but never actually stopped. That's just that's just something else. Yeah. But what do you make about uh, Congressman Gosar uh saying that I, you know, any illegal alien should be arrested Right. Trying to get a state of the union because they're obviously using some kind of fake ID, fake social security number to get in. And and then, of course, Jeff Flake's weak response. Then Gosar just dropped a missile on him. Yes. You know, I mean, I I love Congressman Gosar. He's my congressman uh, up in Mojave County. He does a great job. He stands for liberty. He stands for smaller government. And he works very hard against many odds because you might not not remember, but he voted against Boehner. Uh, He voted against Ryan for Speaker of the House Mm -hmm. because he wanted someone that was actually more principled. 
principled. Yep. And he was told by the leadership that he would never get anything done. But he has been one of our most effective congressmen in Washington. Yep. He and Andy Biggs and David Schweikert, they need an A-plus senator, not an F-rated senator, in uh, you know over on the other side so that they can partner. We can all partner together to get things done for Arizona. So, um, you know, I think that following the rule of law is very important, oh, whether yeah. it's at the, the State of the Union address or when we're talking about immigration. Um, Jeff Flake, and by the way, Dr. Kelly Ward is in the studio right now on KNST AM 790. Ryan, can you play the uh, the Jeff Flake soundbite? Um, I just wanted to, it, it, it's amazing to me. Jeff Flake goes on the Senate floor, and I know he's Mr. Irrelevant. I get, he is literally Mr. Irrelevant, and he, but he's, I think there's something wrong with him because he literally continues to be su- stuck in some kind of obsessive situation with Trump and illegal and, and illegal aliens. Uh, Flake was on MSNBC because, again, he's still trying out for a job, I think. Uh, number 91, he actually he actually said this, what Trump should have said about dreamers. This is incredible. Here we go. And there were some good moments. Obviously, there were some unifying moments referring to people in the gallery uh, with the immigration issue. I would have hoped, uh, you know, if you mention MSN or MS-13, uh, then uh, then certainly uh, you ought to mention uh, some of the dreamers who have accomplished great things. And uh, the reason that we need to fix this situation, that would have been a nicer balance and, and certainly a play for the bipartisanship we're going to have to have if we're going to solve this issue in the next couple of weeks. So say nice things about illegal aliens. Don't just say the ones that do bad things and, and kill people. Let's give amnesty to, to everybody, though, so we can't identify the good and the bad. I mean, that's just what a lunatic. Well, he is. And, you know, and I, I strongly but respectfully disagree with the White House's framework mm-hmm. on immigration that they put out because uh, it's it's about the timing. You know, the Democrats and Jeff Flake and the establishment always like to talk about the timing with Donald Trump. Well, it's mm-hmm. the timing in this bill as well. Mm-hmm. Things have to be accomplished first before any conversation about a permanent solution to the DACA population created by not only Barack Obama with his executive order, but also by the parents of this population who willfully broke our laws mm-hmm. to come here. And so they, you know, until until we fund and build the wall, eliminate the diversity lotto, end chain migration, defund sanctuary cities, and institute mandatory e-verify across the board, we can't have this conversation. The conversation is a distraction. It's an emotional uh, roller coaster that the media uses to push a progressive liberal agenda that is not good for America, for our economy, or for our citizens on all of us uh, in, in the interest of being fair. Well, is it fair to people who came here the right way, who, who were separated from their families in many cases for many years, who spent lots of money to be able to come here and do it the right way. Is it fair to that immigrant population to place this other population above them? I say no. Do you think, because Trump tweeted out on, on Saturday night, that he gave that deal for two reasons. One, he wants to get the problem solved. Two, he knew the Democrats wouldn't take the deal. Well, Almost like he realized, right, now i got to call you on the carpet. Now I could expose you to the public that yes. you don't want to do it. Let's get more Republicans elected and solve this problem the right way. That's right. And it has exposed yeah. them. And and I certainly hope that this is a masterful game of political chess. I hope so, too. Um, because if we ultimately do give amnesty to almost two million people who came here the wrong way, we are sending a very wrong message. And we are going to be in this same situation in a few years down the road. It happened with Ronald Reagan in 1986. He granted amnesty. He said his biggest regret was 
granting amnesty and trusting Congress to secure the border. Mm -hmm. We can't just have a trust fund to build. I mean, ask anybody that's on Social Security what they think about trust funds. Mm -hmm. They're going to be rated by by Congress. And so we've got to get new people. We do need more Republicans on the House side and on the Senate side. I hate to lose a a House seat down here um, because of someone's ambitions uh, when Mm -hmm. instead we could have a House seat and another Senate seat and we could be moving things in the right direction. Instead, uh, egos and looking for the next big thing get in the way of success for the Republican Party. Yes, they do. Uh, can you hang with me for just a sec? Sure. Uh, I want to ask you about the debates that you're calling for and if anybody has responded to them yet, because I mean, I, I think it's brilliant on your part. So we'll get to that. Dr. Kelly Ward in studio challenging her opponents to debates. What's the latest? Did they get back to her? We'll find out. KNST AM 792 sounds most stimulating talk. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. All right, good feet, art supports. If you are living in pain, why would you do that? I've been telling you for like seven years now. Get the art supports. They have a lifetime guarantee. The reason you have back pain, you have to 200, 200. All right, 828, we're continuing right now with uh, Dr. Kelly Ward in studio. Uh, by the way, sunny high in the low 80s today, so that's, that's fantastic. That's really, really, really good because it stinks everywhere else. Um... Now, again, we're still, we still have not heard back from uh, Martha McSally, who, again, apparently still won't tell people if she voted for Trump or not, which I find to be absolutely hilarious. And uh, we, had a, we had a watching party last night up at Mr. Ron's, and there were several hundred people there. It was, it was phenomenal. Um, all I heard was from people, why is Joe Arpaio still in it? He's sucking votes out of Kelly Ward. What the heck is going on? He needs to go above. I'm like, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, I, I just, I'm not being an ageist, but I am being an ageist. No offense, when you're 85, just go enjoy life. Just just enough. You've done, like, when I'm 85, I'll, I want to enjoy life. Egos are just too damn big. So I think, obviously, you're doing a smart play here. Uh, I don't know if I trust the polls, though, that show all of a sudden that you are somehow in third and Martha's in first and... You and Joe are split. Well, I don't know if I trust these damn polls. Well, I mean, I I probably wouldn't trust trust that because we see the mood on the ground. Yeah. Now, of course, you'd expect anybody who announces to get a little bit of a bump. Yeah. And um, but I know that most of those polls that have been done were push polls that were done by Martha fans, at least, you know, people that support her. And it took about 12 to 15 negative things about me before they finally got the results that they wanted. So what happens in these polls is they call and they say, who are you going to vote for? And you say, Kelly Ward. And then they try to say something bad about me to drag me down. And then they say, now who are you going to vote for? You're still going to vote for? Yes, Kelly Ward. And they say another bad thing about me to try to, and they can be true, false, or otherwise, um, you know, the things that they say. And they drag, they try to drag it down until they finally get you to say, oh, that's that's just the thing that is the straw that broke the camel's back. I just can't do it. I'm going to mm-hmm. go with whoever on, uh, that, that's not okay. me. And so that, those are the kind of polls that they've been doing mm-hmm. recently. Sometimes, I mean, some other people may be doing some other polls. We aren't doing any polling ourselves right now. So if anybody's getting calls, it's not from the ward campaign. But um, it's interesting because all even the polls showing that the, the order, the supposed order, what they really show is that about 60% of the Republican electorate is sick and tired of Washington, D.C., and they don't want another inside 
outsider class politician. And Martha certainly is that. She's, you know, basically handpicked by Mitch McConnell. Uh, he was touting her as a candidate before she ever even announced. And she, she's, uh, they've been pledging support from the Senate Leadership Fund, mm-hmm. which is run by Mitch's former chief of staff. And it does have money. Uh, it's supposed to be to keep incumbents in office. So I don't know how they're justifying what they're using. That's but, the thing. She's the next flake. Well, she's yes. The, you know, flake it's a continuation 0. of flake. You're, you're, you're absolutely right. People can see some ads on my Facebook page okay. or on my on my Twitter um, exposing some of that. It's at Kelly Ward AZ. So, you know, I hope they'll go there. Look, join the page. Keep join the conversation because we've got to have that two way communication between the people who are elected and the people who are supposed to be being represented. And I offer that right there via social media. So you challenged uh, Arpaio and McSally to six debates. Yes. Have you heard back from any of them? I don't know because I'm not in charge of being the one that gets the okay. responses. But I know, you know, we, we have proposed a, a structure, a framework, basically um, roughly a one once a month endeavor between now and August because voters really should be able to see who is going to go to Washington, D.C. and do the job for them. They should be able to see more than a 60-second ad on television with planes flying around, Mm -hmm. very reminiscent of John McCain. I don't want anything that's (laughs) reminiscent of John McCain in Washington, D.C. myself, but that's just me Mm -hmm. and maybe many of the people that are listening. Um, So we should have these debates. They should be focused on the issues that are top of the mind in Arizona voters. We want to do it across some platforms, some televised some on radio and we want to do some social media facebook and and twitter um, endeavors i would welcome um, questions from the audience or pre-submitted questions so that we can actually hear from the voters not just from a moderator like you garrett mm-hmm. i mean i would i would be fine with having you moderate i don't know if martha would agree but yeah you know, I, listen um, i would i would uh, i would i would do a lot to moderate that I, Pretty yeah. sure she would be very upset about that well but, yeah, yeah you know um we want we want fair Republican, you know, moderators who are going to put the questions to us in a way that we can answer and we can expose our own records and our thoughts about policy moving down the road. I think that we owe that to to the voters. I, I wish the Republican Party would sponsor it. I asked them to sponsor one last time when I ran against Senator McCain and they their answer, Robert Graham's answer was, well, McCain will never agree to it. I said, well, that's not my problem. Yeah, ask them. Your job as the GOP, whether you're in Phoenix or in Tucson or in the United States, is to expose the Republican electorate to the options so that we can make a, a, a fair and informed decision about who we want to serve us in Washington. That's a great point, because, again, it's not whether McCain agrees or McSally agrees. Uh, it's that if you're a Republican in this state, you want to find out who to vote for. And again, Martha's doing a decent job of, in my estimation, um, being like a chameleon, kind of camouflaging, kind of hiding, kind of changing who she is by avoiding local shows where we know exactly what she's about and we'll ask questions. And she should she should be able to answer them without skepticism. But she goes on national shows where they give very surface-level questions and she gives her little answers, and, and it's really not good. Is Bob Graham still in charge of the Republican Party? No, he's not anymore, no, right? he, he's not. Now we have Jonathan Lines. He's from he's from Yuma, um, and so I'm. I, I think it's been a little more fair under okay. Jonathan um, to me, just mm-hmm. because the last time really I was I was persona non grata mm-hmm. because I was willing to take on Senator McCain. But I think that that anyone who is not performing up to the standards that are expected by the voter should be challenged in in a primary or in a general wherever that problem lies. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see. 
a lot of Democrats who are taken out this year across the country. And I think that we're going to get some some strong conservative victories here in Arizona, as well as in other states, so that President Trump has the reinforcements that he needs to be able to accomplish the America First agenda. We've got Rand Paul coming to town. Um, he's he's endorsed me in this effort. He's a liberty lover. You know, I describe myself as a liberty loving, constitutional, conservative Republican. He falls into that category as well. So he's going to be in in Phoenix at least, and we'll see if okay. we can get him down south. I'm not sure. Can I talk to you more about that? Do you, could you stick around for just a couple more minutes? Sure. Because I want to talk to you about something that I I don't think is being brought up enough of what needs to be solved, and I think it's right up your your alley. And I'd love to get your ideas about it um, because it seems like Republicans have for, all for, have forgotten all about Obamacare. <laughs> yeah. You know. So I want to I want to talk about that more coming up with uh, Dr. Kelly Ward in studio right here on KNST AM 790. Here's Fox. Fox News Radio. I'm Chris Foster. With tax cuts out of the way, President Trump in his State of the Union address is asking Congress to pass immigration reform. For over 30 years. Quickly, three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trump State of the Union is getting apparently really good reviews. Shocking the media. 75% of people approve it in a CBS News poll. Uh, 97% of Republicans. It's uh, 72% independents. 43% of Democrats. If he gets 43% of Democrat vote, it's going to be even more of a landslide than it was. Uh, in 2020. Second thing that I think you need to know, jobs, jobs, jobs. 234,000 jobs added according to ADP. The eggheads expected 185,000. Another month of beating expectations. Shocker, right? Yeah, by the way, a lot of 12,000 manufacturing jobs. How about that? Third thing that I think you need to know, Martha McSally can't be trusted. LA Times story. Uh, apparently she was at a Phoenix event on Friday night, belted out the Star Spangled Banner. While being interviewed, they asked her, ah, who'd, you, uh, who'd you vote for? Do you vote for Trump? And she snapped not your business which there you go that is exactly what you need to know about martha mcsally three things i think you need to know uh again back here dr hilly ward still in studio with me uh talking about uh the state of the union last night a lot of things were covered uh a trump listen he looks to the positive and stuff he brags about and this is a big thing that the obamacare tax the mandate gone um still doesn't mean obamacare is dead though right so you know it's and, and you asked the republicans it's on interview with mitch mcconnell and he never mentions repealing Obamacare. It's like all these establishment Republicans, these rhinos, are afraid to actually get rid of it. Yet the whole country is like, health insurance costs are up, premiums are up, everything's up. Get rid of this thing. So what needs to happen? Uh, you're, you're exactly right. It's one of the biggest disappointments, I think, of this last year is the fact that every Republican that's in Washington, D.C. right now can't campaigned on repealing Obamacare. They added in replace eventually, you know, but that was not what they really campaigned on. They campaigned on full repeal. And to, to, to think that we have the House and the Senate and the White House, and we're still getting those excuses from the insiders, I have to tell them the age of ex- excuses is over. The era of excuses is over because new people are coming with new ideas. And we do. I mean, I'm, I'm glad the individual mandate is gone. I wish it, the skinny repeal had been uh, put in place when... Uh, when McCain gave that famous thumbs down. Um, But we're on our way there. At least there's that tiny piece. But we have to bring the free market back into medicine. I have had a plan. It's called the patient power plan. And guess what? It puts the the power back where it belongs in the hands of every one of us, in the hands of patients. And it does that by... um, Implementing health savings accounts across the board. People who are Medicaid, you know, recipients will get a little bit of help. Working age adults can save their own money for their own care. And Medicare age patients can use their Part C benefits to be able to buy into a health savings account. 
that has to be coupled with major medical catastrophic care coverage. Not I don't I don't want to force people to have it, but I want it to be recommended and I want people to know that they need that true insurance for real emergencies, things like car accidents or cancer or very expensive long-term chronic illnesses, pregnancies. All of those things could be covered by true insurance. And then we could get the healthcare system under control. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, you said premiums are up, deductibles are up, uh you know, the the plans everything's up. Well, what's not up is quality and access to care. And that's what Americans are crying out for. That's what Arizonans are crying out for. And so if we implement a more free market approach to health care, everyone's going to be able to get what they want, what they need, what they deserve, rather than waiting for the government to provide something. You know, one thing that um, that really bothers me, and my wife's a pharmaceutical rep, and I've talked mm-hmm. about that. And, and, and I, you know, I hear all these stories now that I get the inside stuff. Um, one thing that, and you're a doctor... Yes. That is very frustrating is that health insurance companies teach you or dictate to you how to be a doctor to tell you what to do for the patient. Like you want to prescribe a particular medicine or give a particular test and they tell you, nope, you got to do this, this and this. And if they fail those things, then you can do it. Right. Even though with with medical expertise, I mean, we, I have almost 20 years of, of medical expertise and I know what's going to work and what's not going to work. I know when I need an MRI, not a plain x-ray film to be able to find what I'm looking for and what I suspect and what's in my differential diagnosis. That's why I mm-hmm. went to medical school and that's why yeah. I did a residency program and and how I developed those skills. But you're right. The insurance companies do dictate that leading many times, most times, into more cost to the healthcare system, unnecessary cost. So let me ask you this then, and, and I'm not one for legislation and more legislation and things like that, but there's a lot of it already. Could there be any kind of legislation, I know the health insurance lobby is very strong, but could there be anything, a law that's passed that says health insurance companies can't tell doctors how to do their job? Well, I mean, I think I think that that sounds good on the surface, but I don't know that we're ever going to get it because yeah. they have all their cost containment measures in mm-hmm. place. I think that that they should um, should let the doctors lead the way. Oh, myself. they should, but, but they I also never do. I also think that on the opioid crisis. Yeah. Now, I was leading the way on the opioid fighting the opioid crisis before it was in vogue. Mm-hmm. When I was in the state senate, I passed some legislation to help fight that. But I think we need to be very, very careful with what the government is proposing now. Limiting prescriptions to five days. Yeah, I don't like what Ducey's doing. Well, I, I live in rural Arizona. Yeah. Some of my patients have to travel an hour or more to get to the pharmacy. And some of them do have chronic pain issues. Yes. And as long as you're prescribing appropriately, then there shouldn't be problems. What we should be doing is cracking down on the outliers, on the people who are uh, over-prescribing incorrectly. Yes. The ones that are dumb, dated, duped, or duplicit in what they are doing. Those are the people that we should be cracking down on, not painting all physicians and all prescribers with the same broad brush. Well, you tell me, because, and by the way, Dr. Kelly Ward's in studio on KNST AM 790. Ducey wants to limit it to what seven days or five, 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 days, or five, five to seven days. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, I forget. It's, I it's something like that. Days. But if you do that, all that does is drive people to the black market. That's all it does. Well, it doesn't certainly doesn't help people. A, a person that's living in poverty who yeah. has to drive an hour to a pharmacy, gas prices are still mm-hmm. not as low as they they could be or yep. should be, uh, and and some of them have illnesses and diseases that make it very difficult to travel. And so the government is getting in the way yes. of actual good medical care, and I think that that's a bad path to go down. Okay. Um, well, listen. Um, the last thing, when it comes to Obamacare and health insurance. There was a big story, what, a few weeks ago, the Trump administration said, we are going to start installing rules 
to have health insurance sold across state lines. Yes. And that's the last we've heard of it. And I know it's a Labor Department thing and stuff like that, but what needs to happen after this? Do we need somebody, why isn't any member of Congress just taking the bull by the horns and saying, let's run with this, right. let's well, do it? Well, you know who sponsored uh, purchasing health insurance across state lines Ooh, here in Arizona? Yeah, that was you. Kelly yeah. Ward. Yes, I and did. And Jan Brewer killed I, it. Well, no, I, I got it through the Senate, yeah. but I couldn't even get it heard in the House because the insurance lobby on mm. the House side was so strong But didn't Jan Brewer veto it in 2011? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, she did early. Yeah, early. early. Okay. This was in 2015. Okay. I brought it back yep. and it, it couldn't get it through. Okay. So, I mean, we do need champions for these issues. And yeah. so that's why people like me need to get to Washington because I understand the healthcare system. Mm-hmm. Not only did I own my own practice and went, went to medical school, did my residency, all those things. I also did a, a health policy fellowship and a master's in public health with an emphasis in health policy. I did medical education from the time I was a resident doing a master teacher's program and uh, trained our future physicians for years. And then got to implement health policy at the state level. Those things, that experience, that breadth of knowledge is needed in Washington because very, very few people have have the knowledge that I do about health care. I hope it happens. And let us know if uh, Martha or Joe accept the debates. I will. And hey, get in touch with our staff. We'd love to, to get you in the mix in terms Please of uh, throw helping me in us there. out. I have questions. I think I might scare her away. I don't want to screw it up for you. Uh, uh, Dr. Kelly Ward, find her on Facebook, on Twitter, and the website. KellyWard.com. Okay, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks, Garrett. Great well, to see you. You Same here. We'll continue. It's KNST. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. Oh, what a crowd we had at Mr. On's last night. Uh, the food, it was great. It was fantastic. It was awesome. And uh, listen, if you missed it, it, it it's, I'm not going to hold it that much against you. Man, what a show. Going on just a few hours sleep. It's 9.07. It's Trump Day. It's your Morning Ritual with me. Gary Lewis, KNST AM 792 Sons. Most stimulating talk. Three things I think you need to know. Number one, the Trumpster State of the Union, apparently liked by most people in the country to the detriment of the mainstream media. CBS poll 75% of people approved his State of the Union speech. Wait till you hear what the media said about it. We'll get to that coming up. Mm hmm. Uh, by the way, 43% of Democrats actually approved it as well. 97% of Republicans, 72% independents. Eight in 10 people told CBS this was a unifying speech. Media said, dark place, bad place, horrible place, place, place. Yep. Second thing that I think you need to know, jobs, jobs, jobs. I didn't get the sound because anything you wanted to hear, but on Morning Joe, uh, Joe Scarborough said it's obvious that uh, this is not the Trump economy, it's the Obama economy that's doing well. And I'm like, are you, are you high? Like, are you that insane, dude? Anyway, um, ADP reports in January, 234,000 jobs created. 185,000 were expectations. Blew them out of the water. Twelve. What do we got? 12,000 manufacturing jobs, 9,000 construction jobs. Holy smokes. Now, um, <clears throat> third thing I think you need to know, Martha McSally just can't seem to be trusted. I just tweeted this out, and I will put it on my uh, Facebook page as well. Oh, I, I, somebody's already trying to uh, defend it. Anyway, uh, Martha McSally, Martha McSally apparently told the LA Times, 
Uh, she was being interviewed uh, by the by somebody they overheard or they heard it, and she belted out the Star Spangled Banner Friday at a Republican event in Phoenix. And she was being interviewed, and the interviewer asked her, "Who did you vote for, Trump?" And she said, "Not your business." And he even reported she's going to get a boatload of cash from Mitch McConnell and the establishment. I mean, it's all there. You, she still can't admit if she did or did not vote for Trump, but she loves the guy so much that she's meeting with him, hanging with him, talking about him after she couldn't stand him. Get out of here. Three things I think you need to know. And by the way, she is welcome on this show anytime to say, Garrett, you're wrong, and here's why. You're wrong, and here's why. But it's just not happening. So we have that. Um, Hang on, I actually put the... Uh, I just put that on my Twitter, at Garrett Lewis. Follow me there. Um, now, uh, it says here, I love somebody, somebody who's a, apparently a Martha apologist. Uh, to be fair, this is the LA Times, so a lot is out of context. You mean the quote? They have their own agenda. Never take your... I'm good, dude. Pretty sure she still hasn't said who she's going to vote, who she did vote for. So uh, that's not actually out of context, but it's all good. Whatever. It is what it is. Blah, 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 blah. Now, um, let's have some fun, shall we? Let's have some fun. I know you probably heard the speech. I'll, I'll get the highlights of the speech, uh, but I want you to hear first the media reaction. Can we play some media reaction, Ryan, if you don't mind? Can we do that? Let's hear the complete meltdown on ABC News after the Trump State of the Union. That, again, apparently most of the country approved. 75% approved it, according to CBS poll. Right? So they approved it and stuff like that. And uh, ABC News, though, saw it a different way. Listen to what was reported on ABC News. Here we go. One thing's pretty clear, John. He did not unify that chamber tonight. (laughs) George, I've never seen anything like it. Right now, the Democrats have basically run for the exits. And, George, you have to think about those dozens of dreamers. Hang on. So is that Trump's fault that the Democrats ran for the exits? And by the way, on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash Garrett Lewis Radio, I have it there. Luis Gutierrez. Luis Gutierrez, Congressman Amnesty. Right? He literally was triggered when all of the members of Congress, at least some of them, started chanting USA, USA. We'll play the soundbite. The videos on my page. He literally got up and walked out before the speech was over because of the USA chant. So you're going to try to blame Trump because the other side didn't they didn't they didn't clap a bunch of sour pusses on their faces. They didn't clap. When he said black unemployment's at a historic low, Hispanic unemployment, historic low. The black, the black, uh, uh, the, the, the black members, what, what is the, the Congressional Black Caucus? They're sitting there, and I'm trying to remember, they're, they're sitting there. Looking bored. And they're mad, and mad. Mad. Damn it, we don't want them to work. We have nothing to run on now. Crap. They ran out. I've never seen this. It's Trump's fault. That's their fault, you dingbats. Anyway, uh, let's continue. Here we go. Dreamers in the audience tonight. What they are thinking as they hear the president talk about this, as they see the divisions there on the floor, concerned that they could face deportation come the beginning of March, and what the dreamers were thinking when they heard the president say that line that will uh-huh. likely be one of the most memorable lines of this speeches when he said Americans are dreamers too. Also, again, sort of stoking, I think many would say, racial tensions by bringing up this issue of racial kneeling tensions? during the national anthem. Well, yeah. what I was thinking as, they, as I was listening to the speeches, if the president met with me after the speech, 
speech, I would say to him, well, that was how not to give a unifying speech. Ah. So let's go back and give the unifying speech. As everybody Matthew has mentioned, Dowd. he mentioned Obamacare, mm -hmm. the ending Obamacare, divisive. Mentioned the tax cuts, divisive. Mentioned the whole rift on immigration, divisive in the national anthem, mm. divisive. Calling this a healing speech is almost like calling going on a diet by drinking a Diet Coke and eating a pizza. That's as much of a healing speech as this was. I used to do that all the time. Yeah, well, there you go. I'd like uh, I'd like uh, fries with ranch and a Diet Coke. That's a, yeah. Large Diet Coke. Uh-huh. So there you go. The Twinkie Diet. There you go. Another Twinkies. That's right. Um, so it's diet not that, that they're losing their minds. That's why you don't watch the media. Again, eight in ten people told CBS News that watched it that aren't part of the media. This was a unifying speech. He was trying to unify the country. You get that uh, rhino, Matthew Dowd, he used to be a, bu he's a Bushophile. He worked for W. This is not a unifying speech. That's not how to do it. To say this is why we, you know what? Let's play a soundbite. Let's play uh, a Trump soundbite because we have this. Number 76. This is apparently what's, this stoke, they, they hear the chick too. This is stoking racial tensions. Because of this, listen. Preston's reverence for those who have served our nation reminds us of why we salute our flag, why we put our hands on our hearts for the Pledge of Allegiance, and why we proudly stand for the national anthem. Democrats did not stand or clap for that, I'll tell you that. Why? So that's racist? Did he just say only white people should stand? That's stoking racial tensions. No, it's pointing out morons in the NFL. Stupid media. All right, so you heard a little bit of that. Uh, let's, let's jump to uh, 93. 93. Here is uh, Andrea Mitchell, MSNBC, talking about, well, something. Well, she just doesn't understand why Trump would praise coal, which leads to jobs and lower energy prices. L listen to Andrea Mitchell. Here we have a president in 2018 advertising the coal industry and not talking about the future. I mean, how that is appealing to anybody. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know. It's 2018. You know, Bernie, Bernie had a response. And uh, I, I just saw one highlight, I didn't waste my time, where he actually said, I am very mad that we have a president... That never mentioned climate change in the State of the Union. Isn't that refreshing? Did you notice that? You probably didn't because it wasn't there. Obama mentioned it every time. That's the real threat. Trump talked about the real threat being like, you know, ISIS and we're about to wipe them out officially. You know, ISIS is on the verge of literally being in zero areas of Iraq and Syria. And that's where they got their name from. ISIS. And they're not going to be... In those areas, shouldn't that be like a major news story? If Obama was still president and a member of a, a leader in our military came out and testified that we are weeks away from literally wiping them out in Iraq and Syria, they will be nowhere there. It'd be the biggest story. Obama did it. He did it. Trump does it. And you hear nothing. Nothing. And why do people want coal? 20, who wants to hear that? You're in your own little bubble there, Andrea. You know who wants to hear it? People that have to heat their homes and and not uh, not pay a gazillion dollars for some uh, propped up subsidized energy. Uh, West Virginians that want jobs. It's like it's like Hillary could have said that, you know, Andrew Mitchell. It could have been Hillary. Let's go to Chuck Todd. Uh, well, let's first play um, 86, 86. This is part of it. Uh, Trump talked about terrorists and he said, we're keeping Gitmo open. But just let, listen to this. Terrorists are not merely criminals. 
They are unlawful enemy combatants. Yeah. And then he said, so I'm making sure I'm so- I just signed something before I came out here to keep Gitmo open. Because that's where they're going to go. We chase them down. They're going to go to Gitmo. That's what we're doing. People, yes, yes. That's what needs to happen. He pointed out how we let um, terrorists go. We literally remember how many dozens and dozens of terrorists Obama let out of Gitmo. Oh, yeah. Including al-Baghdadi. And uh, Trump brought that up. ISIS leader al-Baghdadi released from Gitmo. So it's good. We need to hold these animals somewhere. Not in our, not in our prison system. And apparently we can't just shoot them in the head. So this is what happens. And Chuck Todd of NBC News just couldn't get it, couldn't get the immigration and get my listen to this. When you look at how he led with immigration, he led in a very divisive way in immigration. Oh, yeah. Or then there's Gitmo. We'll get to that. Gitmo got a standing ovation. Mm. It was sort of an uncomfortable moment. (laughs) If you want to keep Gitmo open, it should feel like a necessary evil, not something you stand and applaud. It's sort of it's it's not a happy day Mm. to keep Gitmo open. It should feel like a well, unfortunately, we have. I mean, so. I, it didn't. It, yeah, I mean, I, I sort of like that one really sort of startled me. What are we cheering about Gitmo? Really? This is why nobody likes you. Is it bad to say he's a little right? It shouldn't be a happy day that we have to keep it open. Because there's terrorists. Exactly. It shouldn't be a happy day, but it, we have to. It should be a happy day, I guess, just because we know they're going to go somewhere and not back on the battlefield to kill Americans. And there is that. Exactly. One spot in a, on an island. Dude, just talk about out of yeah. touch. Just out of touch. Clueless. And then one more from Chuck Todd. You got to love this. Here we go. You know, I go through these things, especially these teleprompter speeches he gives. It's not him. So it is hard to judge these speeches because we know it's not him. It's him reading off a teleprompter. There is there's some things he says that sound like him. Totally. You know, and I'll throw in a beautiful and an extra totally. But you can tell he's reading it. He doesn't own it. What did They're Obama do? Off. I think they would be better off letting him ad limit. Because it would at least be authentic. There's a missing authenticity to him. You guys are laughing. I'm being semi-serious here. Do you, you know why I'm laughing? Because if they would let Obama ad-lib, it would have been... Yeah, I know. The guy set up a teleprompter to speak to school kids. Remember that when Obama did that? <laughs> yeah, I do. At least he would have gotten a lot of this out of that. You know, Don being on, on off the cuff. Pocahontas. Oh, that would have been like great. That, yeah. Out, yeah, <laughs> Gutierrez, out, 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 out. Go home to mommy. Yeah, baby. That's what he said to Luis as he ran out. USA, I can't take this anymore. Oh, I'm out of here. Um, by the way, before we get to, I will get to the calls. Be just be, one second. He talked about he started out hard against immigration or whatever, or divisive or eighty three. Probably the best line, and there was a lot of really good lines, but the best line. I mean, listen, he he took down the Democrats and their their. BS ways with this. Here we go. My duty and the sacred duty of every elected official in this chamber is to defend Americans, to protect their safety, their families, their communities, and their right to the American dream. Because Americans are dreamers too. In your face. I'm sure that's racist also, right? What, in your face? No. Oh, sorry. You, you can't take my turn. We're the dreamers, not you, Bubba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You. Americans are dreamers. They are. Uh, by the way, Jeff Flake, John McCain, still have never called Marianne Mendoza, whose son was killed, Mesa police officer, by an illegal alien driving drunk on four highways the wrong direction. 
Um, still never. But but Blake wants to give amnesty to him. I can't talk about just the bad dreamers or the good ones, too. Oh, that's what he said. Moron. 880-KNST, 880-5678. Mike, thanks for waiting. Welcome to KNST. Yeah, you know, I think the State of the Union does show that the Democrats are out of touch. Um, you know, I have a question. <clears throat> Whose idea was it? to put a babbling, drooling Kennedy in front of a uh, beat-up <laughs> truck or a car. I mean, whoever thought of that? I mean, it's like um, we're reaching deep to try to find a new angle to sell the Democratic yeah. opinion. You know what? Hang on. Hang on. Just, I, you're great because here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing. So America rejected the Clintons, the Bushes. Let's go back to another dynasty, the Kennedys. Oh, they'll totally take that one. That's that's genius. The same geniuses that said, let's you know bring out... Another thing that America doesn't want are the ones that came up with the awesome slogan. Uh, didn't they, they copy the Papa John slogan, like better deal, better account, whatever there was that they came out with. Uh, and then and then the same ones that said, you know what, we should shut down the government to fight for illegal aliens. And that didn't work out so well. And then they're like, all right, you know what, here's another great idea. Let's say the Republicans releasing that memo, they're only doing that because they're using Russian disinformation brainwashing techniques. Well, what's I mean, really funny oh is God. how they sat on their hands talking about how the minorities are doing better. Um, under a Trump administration, which is really a pro-business administration. Um, The problem with Obama was he was trying to shape the United States into his philosophy from a university's point of view where, well, we need green energy. Well, green energy doesn't uh, give us low low cost for the poor to pay their bills. Uh, Coal does. It's like one-sixth the cost of uh, any other type of form of energy. And and, and what's going on is the Democrats are trying to get a a legging or a a foothold to try to build their platform on, and the only thing that's really helping them out is the media. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the media, they wouldn't have one square inch to stand on. But isn't this great? I mean, you look at it. You heard that guy, Matthew Dowd. This was not a unifying speech. Blah, blah, oh, blah. In CB- and he's on ABC, but CBS did the poll where 8 in 10 people said this was a unifying speech. They see it through their biased glasses and try to push it, and the American public isn't buying it. Well, they're pushing the narrative right after this, the speech ended. ABC, first thing it said was, well, this room isn't united. Half of yeah. them already left. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, it's never united. Yeah. Now, all of us, to point out the obvious, this shows you that the media is trying to, trying to help the Democrats out, trying to find yep. some type of traction. So let them bring out, you know, a, a drunk, a belligerent, whatever, Kennedy. And, and I thought I actually was start. I was going to change the channel. And I just started laughing watching that guy's speech. He'd move mm-hmm. around. He'll go up and down. He had the drool on the lip. And I'm going, who is this guy? And they go, it's Joe Kennedy third. It's like, well, put him back in the bar mm-hmm. and get someone oh else. Oh, my God. There. Just make sure he doesn't drive anybody home. Like <laughs> Thanks, his grandpa. Take it easy. You too. Oh, I was just going to tell you, right. Richard called and said, hey, make sure you tell everybody, keep that Kennedy boy away from any bridges, especially the well, Chappaquiddick. Maybe that was his car, and they just said, you oh, can't have this man. work. Do an Uber or a, t- or a cab. <laughs> what is that? I could care. I could care, by the way. I like it. I know. I know. Of course you would. Um, What am I supposed to do? I know. I don't know. Is it getting hot in here? (laughs) Things are just going too good. We're getting feisty. Why am I having so much fun? Because this is fun. Exactly. This is fun. Only if everybody else in this building knew this was fun. (laughs) (laughs) We'd have to kick him out. Yeah, I know. All right. Oh, you know what? We'll play. Trump, Trump was overheard, asked about the memo. Did you hear about this? Walking out, rock star status. Everybody, of course, loved him on the Republican side, even the ones that hated him. And one of the congressmen said, hey, release the memo. You'll hear what Trump said back. Coming up, KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. Man, people are still getting sick out there. Um, uh, I, I know, urgent cares. My wife tried to go to one yesterday. Two-hour wait at one. Number one. 
The Trumpster State of the Union speech. The media says it was dismal, it was hateful, it was dark, it was divisive. But America actually told CBS News in a poll, 75% of us actually approve it. 8 out of 10 said it was a unifying speech. Even 43% of Democrats said we, we like what he said. 97% of Republicans, 72% of independents. How about those numbers? Second thing that I think you need to know, jobs, 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 baby. 234,000 jobs added according to ADP in January. Way more than the expected 185,000 from the eggheads. Third thing I think you need to know, you can't trust Martha McSally. LA Times story, they were, they were uh, you know, doing a story on her. They were in Phoenix on Friday. She belted out the Star Spangled Banner. Somebody asked, did you vote for Trump? And she just snapped at him, not your business. That's what you want to hear, isn't it? That's what you want to hear. I have that on my Twitter uh, Twitter feed, at Garrett Lewis. Follow me there. Three things I think you need to know. Now, speaking of Twitter, here's a guy that I follow on Twitter. I never generally give compliments to anybody else because I like me a lot. I mean, I love me some me. But there's a guy on Twitter, Larry Schweikert. He's up in the, I believe, in the Chandler area. And this guy gets it. He's on it. Entertaining Twitter feed. Uh, funny as hell. And he's got a history. He's got a lot of inside info with people. So I said, what the hell? Let's get him on to talk about uh, last night's speech and follow him on Twitter at Larry Schweikert. Larry, how you doing, man? Welcome to KNST. Uh, terrific. Terrific. Wonderful. Um, so uh, before we even talk about the president's speech, I don't know if you heard of this, but I just tweeted this, and this is actually quite hilarious. The ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, is very upset. They've actually complained that Trump said America more than 80 times. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Trump said America more than 80 times, and that's not very inclusive. I swear to God they said that. that that's like showing the cross to a vampire. I mean, these guys are so... You could just see the faces last night. Trump, black unemployment at an all-time high. Democrats sit on their hands like toads. I mean, they're just any American who was even reasonably middle or fair or, or, you know, kind of disinterested saw that the Democrat chances of winning anything in the next five years just dropped by about 50 percent. Maybe that's why Nancy had such a look on her face, huh? Or, you know, my nickname for her on Twitter is Botoxic. And uh, Botoxic's uh, Botox seemed to be wearing off last night. And, oh. and then they turn it over to the Kennedy kid, Dr. Drool Little. Mm. <laughs> and he actually spoke in Spanish and said he's fighting for dreamers. I mean, do you think somebody would be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't say that considering we failed miserably at the government shutdown. Maybe we should back off the whole, yeah, we're for dreamers, screw America stuff. But they still didn't yeah. do it. No, no, none of this worked. I mean, it was, uh, and it wasn't just a CBS poll. I saw a CNN poll. Almost the same number. It was a good speech or great speech was something like 72%. So uh, as far as Trump was concerned, it was a home run, absolute home run. Now, I'm a tough grader, and, and I'm a Trumpster. I love Trump. I think, he's, I think he's the greatest president of my lifetime, and that includes Ronald Reagan. And I've just, I'm going to come out with a new bio of Reagan uh, on the 4th of July, uh, published with Milo's publisher, Dangerous. Uh, but I have to say that that uh, Trump, when it comes to speeches, is no Reagan. Now, Reagan had the, the timing, the cock of the head, the delivery, and the stories and the, the jokes that really made speeches uh, fantastic. So in terms of uh, style, I give Trump a C plus. 
But in terms of content, that was an A or an A minus speech. Yeah, I mean, he he wasn't on the normal, you know, Trumpian, the left. He was very monotone. Right. It wasn't boring, but he wasn't boring. You know, I guess he, he wanted to prove to the public, and I, I kind of hate it. I'm like, he's not going to win anybody over that doesn't like him, but maybe I was wrong about that. I mean, do you think maybe he actually did win over people that yeah, had a bad I opinion? Yeah, yeah, I think, and I think that, that many Americans, unfortunately, are still stuck in the let's play nice, the Jeff Flake mold, where let's not ever insult our opponents, let's, let's make sure that they get to walk all over us. We say, thank you, sir, may I have another? You know, and uh, so so that's uh, a lot of people still are in that. And I think that this speech played very, very well to them. But uh, to the base, the base is speaking in code and they knew exactly what he was saying. Uh, Larry Schweikert is who you're listening to on KNST AM 790. By the way, if you don't know a lot about Larry, like who the hell is this guy? He's a he's an author. Um, you are a New York Times bestselling author. You're close to the Breitbart guys, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, I co-authored a book with Joel Pollack, a, ed- a managing editor of Breitbart, called How Trump Won, which we wrote before the election, and nobody would buy it. And then the day after the election, we're getting all these phone calls. You still got that book? <laughs> <laughs> That's too much, man, because you have ton of, you have a ton of connections, uh, a ton of connections um, about this stuff. Uh, and that's why I thought it'd be great to get you on. And, um, and let me just, and just from a personal note, my parents are up in the Sun City area uh, in West Phoenix, west of Phoenix, and they moved to an area, and you were actually going to be like a guest speaker there. And I told my dad, I'm like, you got to go see this guy. Bah, 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 no, bah, bah, bah. And then he got on Twitter, I'm like, you got to follow this guy. And he thinks you're hilarious. And I'm like, you see? You should have listened to me. He goes, I know, next time, next time. So whenever you're speaking out there, uh, if you could let me know, that way I could tell him to get off his butt and go out there and see it. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, I'll do my best. You know, one of the problems... Um of posting schedules. Oh, I'm going to be on Fox and Friends tomorrow morning. I've, I must have done this half a dozen times, and I'll get to New York, and they'll go, oh, well, your slot's been canceled, but oh. we're going to tape you, and we'll show it next week or so. So I have all these people in Arizona getting up at 5 in the morning to see me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to be on. So you get kind of unpopular doing that. Oh, I can only imagine. Um, so... The media is never going to like what he said. I mean, how much do you think the media is hurting themselves even more by saying the complete opposite of what everybody in America saw and heard last night? Because they hated it and divisive. And again, the polls show that people actually liked it and thought it was a unifying speech. Well, uh, you hit it right. I mean, we got to stop saying the media because this is the old dinosaur media that is rapidly, rapidly, rapidly becoming totally irrelevant. Uh, the, the new media... It is where it's at, and and of course, uh, you know, Trump is a hit. He controls that. He owns that. He's the first president in our lifetimes to really own the new media. Obama came close in his election, but during his presidency, he never really figured out how to take advantage of that. You realize that Trump has not given a prime time television speech from the Oval Office yet. Reagan used to do those, you know, almost every quarter, and, and Trump doesn't need them because he's, he's tweeting out and he's constantly staying in touch with his base, and, uh, and, you know, so he is the master of the new media. You know, and I was wondering about that because, I, you know, I, I, I love him on Twitter. I, I, I'm one of those. I dig it. Some people still don't get it. Why does he do this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, he's not going to all of a sudden make people change his mind anyway. He's doing it for a reason. He knows what he's doing. Um, but... I wonder if it would help to do one of those, you know, I'm going to tell you about illegal immigration and what's going on. 
Do you think that would help if he actually did that? Or do you think the networks would say, you know, forget about it, man, we're not going to air you anyway? Yeah, I don't know if he could get it on the networks anymore because they, they would say it was a political speech and not a mm. policy speech. So if they could, if he could get it on, it might be worthwhile. I got you. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, it would be very embarrassing if he tried to get it on, then nobody would, would run it. Uh, is there a way, and by the way, Larry Schweikert is who you're listening to. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Larry Schweikert, at Larry Schweikert on Twitter. And also, uh, the website is PatriotsHistoryUSA.com. Um, you have a very unique take on the whole Jeff Sessions, Bob Mueller, uh, <laughs> Russia investigation. Uh, do you want to explain that uh, succinctly, if you can, about how people shouldn't freak out? Uh, you think sure. Jeff Sessions is doing great and like Trump is playing them all? Yeah, my, my view from the get-go is, number one, Trump hired Mueller, whom I call Mulehead. Uh, Trump hired Mulehead on um, May 17th when he interviewed him for a job that Mulehead could never hold, which was director of the FBI. And I'm quite convinced that at that time, something happened, uh, and, and Trump understood what was happening, and Mulehead understood what was happening, and a couple of days later, Rosenstein hires Mulehead to do this job. Now, originally I thought Mueller was going to actually do the indictments, I've come to think now his whole thing is a smokescreen. It's a giant time waster, a giant diversion. It's the magician waving his left hand so he can pull the rabbit out of the right hand. And it's a diversion so that Sessions can get all of these different uh, pieces going. You know that Sessions has been investigating Hillary's emails, quote, for months, according to Politico. Well, wait, I thought Jeff wasn't doing anything. Sessions was investigating Uranium One for months, according to another source. Oh, I, I didn't think he was doing anything. So I think Sessions has had a an attaché, uh, an FBI agent attached to Mueller's team from the get-go. We know from another political story that the FBI has been conducting its own uh, investigations of the Podestas uh, as part of the Mueller investigation. That almost never been brought up. If you look now, there are eight separate investigations going on of Democrats, eight. And that doesn't even count the House sex fund, which I think is going to be a huge issue in the 2018 election. There's a hundred and some names yet to be released from the people who've been paid out in these sex funds in the House of Representatives. If you factor out people who probably already filtered out in uh, the election since 2007, about 100 names. Since so far, 30 Republicans have come out. That means that the pendulum is swinging, and of the remaining names to come out, you've got to be looking at about 60 or 70 Democrats yet to be named in that fund. Wow. So you think that there's going to be some perp walking going on, or at least Hillary getting busted something out of this? I think there's going to be serious perp walking going on. I, I don't know how high they'll go, but you and I both know this goes to Obama. Yeah. We, we know that Bill Priestep, my nickname for him is High Priest, that Priestep said in a text that he had changed Obama's name in the correspondence to, quote, a senior administration mm-hmm. official. There's your Rosetta Stone. Now all you need to do is get Priestep under oath and say, did you write this text? And, of course, if he lies, he can go to jail. And if he, if he says, yes, I did, now every single reference to a senior administration official means Obama. Very interesting. 
Larry, uh, I want to get you on again, man. Uh, I really Any, appreciate anytime. it. I really appreciate it. Larry Schweikert, at Larry Schweikert on Twitter. He's hilarious and a lot of good info, too. PatriotsHistoryUSA.com. Larry, thank you for the time this morning, man. Anytime, Garrett. You got it. All right, 954, it's KNST. The Morning Ritual with Garrett Lewis. Five-star termite and pest control. I had them in my house yesterday uh, because I want to make sure as it gets warm. I mean, it's going to be in the 80s again today. The bugs are coming out. They are coming. The cockroaches, the scorpions.